Hey, you love the show, right? Show off that love with a shirt from LoisRules.com or get your gimmick at BoxAgimmicks.com, the official store of What Happened When. Posters, hats, tumblers, accessories, and more. BoxAgimmicks.com. SaveWithConrad.com makes saving money fast and easy. Just ask Nicholas in Texas. We hooked him up. He left us a five-star review, and here's what he had to say. I was skeptical that a mortgage refinance could truly be this simple. At no point did I feel any pressure. Instead, Jimmy and the team at SaveWithConrad.com treated me like royalty. I got an amazing interest rate, a lower monthly payment, and when even and was even able to get some cash out to do some much needed remodeling, huge props to save with Conrad. Here's the thing. No matter what you're looking to do, we can make it happen and cheaper than you ever thought possible. Maybe your wife has always wanted to remodel, but maybe the timing wasn't right. If you want to upgrade your kitchen or your bathrooms, or maybe even add a man came with no money out of pocket, check SaveWithConrad.com can help. Maybe you've got some credit card debt and you've been feeling stuck making minimum payments. Want to get rid of that debt for good? Check. SaveWithConrad.com can help with that. Especially this time of year, wouldn't it be nice if you could pocket your house payment money for a couple of months and instead reallocate those funds for Christmas so you didn't put Christmas on a credit card? Check. At SaveWithConrad.com, you'll skip your next two house payments. How about this? Do you want the best interest rate you've ever had? SaveWithConrad.com can hook you up. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what, what did I just say? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista's available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one-carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive, plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only. Or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista Ready for Love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett. 
Breakfast Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and first what they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch a lot, try not to laugh, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's like a good looking man, Quadrack Bill, make a chair, Tommy, you come over here! Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Conrad, how you been, bud? Man, How'd better than I deserve. I'm happier than a puppy with two Peters, and I'm excited to be here with you. We're talking about my favorite thing, WCW in 1997. Fire up your WWE network. Get over to December 8th, 1997. We're on our march to Starcade. Tony, this is peak WCW today. Am I right? It's peak. It's 97. It's when we were red hot. It's when we were the number one promotion in the world. It's, uh, three years prior to us going right into the toilet. Uh, but there you go. There it was. And we were all loving life back then. So, well, well uh, I can't say we were all loving life back then. I shouldn't say that because a lot of us were miserable. You were miserable. Uh, uh yeah, pretty much so. Wait, 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 things are better than ever. You're not feeling like you're going out of business any day. Now you're you're the top wrestling company in the world. No, 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 no. I still think we're going to go out of business any day now, even when you're on top and crush it. Yes, sir. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the back of my mind, things are so going so well, but we are so fucked up as a company. On many levels, I'm not talking about creativity. Creativity. I'm not talking. I'm talking about uh, just uh, organization. Connection. Yeah, organization. Just, just, just not good people or uh, capable people uh, running things, with the exception of maybe Keith Mitchell and Eric. I thought Eric knew what he was doing. Very confident in him. But uh, nah, wasn't a good company, and I knew it. And when the end came. I wasn't surprised. And the only thing I was surprised about was it took so long for it to come. I really, I I really, I've said this before that when I arrived back from the WWF in 1990, I really thought, man, we're we're not going to last long. This, this place sucks. And maybe part of it was because I had been to the WWF and they were so organized and so big and so such a machine even more so now, obviously, but maybe that's because of what I come from thinking that, well, I'd really taken a step down, but no, I, I really, I, 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 I can't tell you that in 1997, I was, I was maybe content, but happy with the way business was going. No, Tony, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, you're on here every other week, making some sort of reference, uh, to, uh, Bruce Pritchard, quote unquote, blowing Vince. And yet here you are just throating him. 
When did I, when, when did I say Bruce Pritchard blowing vents on the show? Oh, maybe that's just in our text message conversation. In our text in message, I say that all the time, but not on the show. Oh, my apologies. Okay. My bad. Well, listen, so I, I don't so know much for, uh, so much for uh, uh, private texts with you. You fucking big mouth. You didn't have to sell it. You dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he's blowing vents. No, of course not. By the way, uh, speaking of, uh, of blowing vents. No, that's a terrible transition. Listen, let's talk about sting because sting has obviously uh, been on the, uh, the minds and out of the lips of every wrestling fan in the last week or so. Yeah. And we're, we're about to talk about his most important and most critical storyline of his entire career. Sure. By this point, he'd been world champ and, and in that main event picture for seven years, the better part of a decade, more than seven years, but this crow storyline sting versus the NWO was a, a fresh paint of coat as Bruce would say. Mm. And you talk about turning the industry upside down. I don't know that it benefited anybody more than Hulk Hogan and sting and sting has still to this day, writing this storyline. And he showed up on dynamite last week and you got to, for the first time in nearly a decade. Hit your iconic it's sting call. Yeah. And, uh, man, wrestling Twitter was hitting the feels. You guys absolutely obliterated the competition that night. Super successful show all around. I don't want to make it an AEW shield fest, but we can't talk about how important sting was in 97 and here for WCW in December of 97 without at least acknowledging by God stings back on TNT with Tony Schiavone and all is right with the world. Yeah, it feels good. It, uh, was, uh, it was quite a night on many levels. I had, uh, I had heard that sting was coming in and that's all I'd heard that they are talking to sting and looks like stings coming in. That's all they would let me know as much as I am behind the scenes. And when I got there that day, we had the meeting the night before. And when Tony Khan goes over the meeting, he'll just say, like, for instance, he said this, he said, Cody will have Cody and Darby will have the match against team Taz. Uh, the match is scheduled for whatever, you know, five minutes plus a commercial break. And then another five minutes on the back end or whatever time it is. And then at the bottom of it, it said five minutes for post match angle. He said in there, five, be five minutes for a post match angle. It'll be really cool. You guys will like it. That's all he said. Right. And that's all, that's all he says during the meeting. So that was Tuesday, <clears throat> Wednesday. And I get there. And I'm told that sting is coming tonight. Right. And so I'm thinking, wow, this is some big shit. Man. Yeah, it this is. is. Yeah. So I, uh, sting doesn't come till late and, uh, me and, uh, Jr and Tony Khan and, and Excalibur go back in the trailer where sting and his wife are. And we talk to him, uh, and he's really in a good mood and he's really excited. And of course, you know, Tony is really excited about talking to him and we talk about how we're going to do this. And Tony Khan says, to the announce team, I'm, I need you to say it's sting. I need you to say it the way you used to say it, because that's going to sell it. I said, okay, I hope I can still do it. So as, as the night progressed, I, and of course, you know, it, it didn't, it wasn't at the end of the show, but as, as the day progresses, I'm starting to put pressure on myself. Yeah. I'm like, you know, can I still fucking do this? And you don't I, want I to disappoint anybody. No, that's right. Uh, especially the boss, right? Right. Most uh, of all. So yeah, most of all. So 
I, I think, uh, in going back and I didn't listen to it, but I think my voice cracked a little bit I, it did. because yeah, it, but it's not what it was. My voice is not what it was 20 years ago. Well, well, he's not what he was 20 years ago, either. Tony, that this yeah. is the definition of a nostalgia pop. And I'm so excited that he's back and can't wait to see what y'all do with him. But dude, you're being too hard on yourself. We fans, everyone listening to this, myself included, I'm the first listener. We fucking loved it. And yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. Listen, I know there's people who are shitting on it, but by God, people shit on everything on Twitter. This is why yeah. Tony left it. Uh, right. if you enjoyed it, don't let anybody rob you of your enjoyment. Yeah. And there were a bunch of people like me who were fucking 15 years old again. And it was awesome. So yeah. thank you, Tony. And thank you, Tony. Uh, and of course, thank you, Mr. Sting. Cause, uh, yeah. it was a moment. Yeah, it was a good work. It was a great moment. Uh, I would have loved to have seen because he painted up, stayed in his trailer. And when it was time for him to go, they went back and got him and he walked right to the gorilla position and then walked out. And I would love to have seen, I don't know if there's tape of it. There should be, I, th I would think it'd be great. I'm sure Jones has of, it. Yeah. That walk of him right from the trailer to the gorilla position and wrestlers seeing him for the first time because nobody knew. Right. And the reaction was like, uh, holy shit. I, yeah. And I, when he came out, I'm, I'm looking around uh, and I'm looking at the, the, you know, we have wrestlers at ringside and these, these young wrestlers are giving each other a high five and they're going crazy. Uh, I go in the back and Britt Baker, my buddy says, why do you tell me sting was here? I said, but, because I'm not going to tell you everything that I know. I can't, it's, you should have told me shaking her finger at me like that. I said, oh, sorry, but by the uh, way, you even kayfabe me because when I hit you about it a while, but you may not have known then. But right. I, didn't, I didn't know when it was going to happen. I, I knew they were negotiating with him. Sure. So, you know, right. So yeah, I, but it, it worked out great. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, we're, uh, this Wednesday night, we're doing another thing with him, me and him again, which is oh, pretty cool. It's been, yeah, it's been reported. Uh, you can check it out tonight. Uh, I think they're even promoting it as we'll hear from sting. So right. you'll hear from sting tonight. Mm -hmm. And, um, they even, I believe in the graphic promoted that he'll be speaking with Tony Schiavone. So yeah, boy, that. that goes back a long ways. Does it not? You holding a microphone for sting? Yeah, it does. It goes back a long way. And I just, uh, I, I hope it means some, uh, pretty good things for us moving forward. Cause I know he's excited about being here and, uh, I'm excited about being a part of it um, and all that. So. Well, congratulations uh, my, my, to everyone involved. Big night. And I know it was a big night for you personally. And you know, all of us were, uh, we're, we're brought back to the attitude era and that's what this show's about. Boys and girls. It's about nostalgia without further ado, fire up December 8th, 1997. We're going to do a little watch along here with Tony. And I want to mention, you can actually do this with us over at adfreeshows.com. We're actually doing a video version of our show now available at adfreeshows.com. You see uh, Tony talking to you and I'm talking to you. And of course you can watch along on your big screen at home. If you'd like, it's a two screen experience, if you will. Uh, but of course, if you don't have that man, just go ahead and enjoy the show. Like you always have, uh, Tony, December 8th, 1997. I've got nitro pulled up on my side. I've got closed captions on. I've got it muted. I'm ready for a bit of a countdown. If you're ready to see if you can still count to three, cause you know, that's a challenge at your age without your prevision. So should I go three, two, one, it's sting. No, I'll just go three, two, one. Standby. Here we go. Wait, no, you know what? You know what? Let's do that. Let's do three, <clears throat> two, one. It's sting. We'll do it a little okay. different today in honor of sting being back on TNT roll tide. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I wasn't prepared for it, but a lot of times I'm not prepared for anything you throw at me. And, uh, 
I'm doing this because uh, our low-key big hogs and our glass-bottom boat riders, uh, even though I have asked them to come out and give me some countdowns, we got some real lazy pricks out there, like well, Adam Des Moines. Bunch of little Shivani's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so we go. Here we go. In three, two, one. It's Sting! Track it. Little Toad at Starcade. I'm going to watch Larry Zabisco take your keister and kick it up between your shoulders so you look like the hunchback another day. <laughs> you have done it this time, Bischoff. Spit it out. <laughs> uh, he's lost for words. I know it. Thank you very much, JJ Dillon. No! By the way, how great was Eric Bischoff as a television character? Oh, man. Wow. He was he was top notch. He really was. Eric, Eric, I, I really think Eric could have probably done movies or TV shows. I really do. Yeah, he could have, besides just produce them, he could have been right. on air. He yeah. Could have been on air. Absolutely. Hey, I want to mention, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. As we see the view here from Buffalo, New York, mm -hmm. <laughs> the reference to kick his keister between your shoulders. So you look like the hunchback in Notre Dame. Is that a tongue in cheek reference to a uh, herd? No, I, I, no, I, I, I don't, it could have been, it didn't come at that time. It didn't hit me. That was it. So <laughs> probably was, I'm, I'm pretty ruggedly handsome here though. Dude, I'll tell you, you're starting to pack on the LBs a little bit. You're not quite as felt, but you're, you're looking good. You got your, your collar buttoned down. You're not wearing a stupid ass cummerbund or some of the weird shit we've seen you wear. Tone, uh, tone Mike today. looks like he's wearing his dad's jacket though. Yeah. Uh, and then over on the right, I think every insurance salesman and door to door salesman in America had that same tie in 1997. The one that Bobby, the brain's wearing. It may have, this was a, this was a hell of a team. Me, Heenan, and, and Tanae. Uh, I could always set the table. Heenan could, uh, you know, uh, give us the sizzle, and Mike could give us the uh, the information. It was uh, I really enjoyed working with this team. I really did. When you look at this trio, you got to think it's one of the best. When you just talk about playing their roles at a common at, a, at, a, at an announced desk, yeah. But it is sort of depressing to look back and realize that of this trio, you know, the best and most talented part has left us. Yeah. No laugh. Uh, so listen, let's talk about that dynamic for a minute at the announce desk. Of oh, course, wait a minute. You just shit on me just now. Yeah. <laughs> let's slow on the <laughs> uptake today. Okay. There you go. So anyway, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Let, yo, 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 let me speak on this. Okay. Um, Bobby Heenan is the greatest sort of heel, smart ass, one-liner comedy color commentator. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you need like a real analyst, a guy who is going to break down historical references, the maneuvers, et cetera, et cetera. That's Mike Tanay. Yeah. And then you're directing traffic. Yeah. If you could go ahead and you're steering the ship, that's another way to say it. If you could assign a word or a title to those three spots, what would they be? Cause like everybody, everybody just screws this up and they say, oh, he's on commentary or he's doing play by play or he's doing color. I'm sure grand at a more granular level, there is a specific descriptor for those three seats in particular, but we don't know that because you know, we're a bunch of marks sitting at home watching on screen on TV. Right. I, I guess the, the, I was the 
play-by-play or host, I don't know, play-by-play, let's say, Heenan was color and Mike was analyst. Could that be, Yeah. you know, or Heenan was, I don't know if sizzle would be a good word or, but no, Heenan was color. He added the color. He added the flair to it. He added the, uh, the spice to it, so to speak. And, you know, and, and, and Mike today was the analyst. He, he analyzed everything. He talked about the moves. He, he was kind of like in many ways, uh, the grandfather of Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly right. That is a great way to describe him. Hey, let's talk about Ray Trailer here for a minute. I, I got to tell you of all the versions of Conan that we've seen over the years, I probably like this K dog version the best. Yeah. You know, that, at least in America, I know he did a ton of stuff. He was like the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. Uh, by the way, I, I introduced, you know, my dad came to Starcast too. He'd never been to any of our stuff. So he didn't know what the fuck was going on. So he was a little overwhelmed with what are all these people doing here? Uh, but then, you know, we're hanging out in the back room and, uh, I'm just shooting the shit with Conan and mom and dad come over and I introduce him to my dad because Conan loves football. And I just assume, Hey, these guys are going to hit it off and talk about football. But I can see my dad's wheel spinning like, okay, who was this guy? Right. Right. Uh, and so I, I reference, Hey, this is Conan from the NWO. My dad gives him sort of like, a, oh, okay. But like, he has no idea what I just said. Right. So I said, let me put this in perspective. He was like the, the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. And Conan immediately says with less racism. And, <laughs> and immediately I was like, I gotta go get a drink. I'll be back. <laughs> But it was, it was, I don't even know my dad got the reference. Cause it's not like my dad keeps up with wrestling news. So he didn't right. know that there was some sort of scandal or whatever, but yeah. the timing Conan's still fucking sharp, baby. The timing yeah. was there. Yeah. Anyway, this version of Ray trailer is like the forgotten throwaway version to me, this cut off sleeves and leather pants. I'm not saying he's not a capable performer. And I know you, for, you probably fell in love with him as big Bubba Rogers. I first became familiar with him and love the big boss man character. Still think it's his most iconic. Uh, and then he comes back here and he has a few different versions, this guardian angel thing that I think everybody regrets, uh, this deal here. And then he's going to pop back up with the WWF though, uh, in a full, you know, riot gear type of outfit. And, uh, it's an updated version of his old boss man character, but this one to me, I don't know. It just, I could never get into his stuff, even though I knew he was a great performer. It just didn't feel like there was a lot of thought, effort, or energy put into his character. Does that make sense? No, there wasn't. When you when you just say, all right, cut off your sleeves, put on leather pants, and call yourself by your real name. Right. That's not putting any t- time and effort into your character. And listen, he was he always will be, even though he was Ray Trailer, big bubba, right? Yeah. Uh, and and even though he was the guardian, he always will be big boss man. Right. He always will be. I mean, that was it. I was I was there in eighty nine when he had his run with Hogan. And that was a hell of a run. And that was, that was good business for him and he could work, but he always will be the big boss man. And it just looked like after the big boss man ended and they owned the name that they just tried things with him and couldn't really come up with anything for him, which is a shame because like you said, he could work. He could do a lot of great things. Hey, speaking of great things, I hate to bring up such a negative thing right here at the top of the show, but Pat Patterson has passed away yeah. uh, this past week. Uh, yeah. 79 years old, rather unexpected, which is weird to say when you're 79 years old, but we had all just recently, or not too terribly long ago, it feels like hung out with Pat and had a great time. And, you know, gosh, more than 30 years ago, uh, you spent a lot of time with Pat and yeah. 
we've spent a lot of time this last week trying to memorialize Pat and, and all that he meant to wrestling. And Meltzer even tweeted basically that he is the second most influential person in, in wrestling in the last 40 years, mm. obviously behind Vince McMahon. Sure. But I don't know that he's always necessarily gotten the credit. And some of that may have been because, you know, he was always behind the scenes, most of his contributions, you know, of that era. Uh, but you knew the real guy. And yeah. I wanted to give you a chance to just sort of share your thoughts and memories of, of Pat Patterson. When I had my interview with Vince in 1989, when I went to Connecticut to Greenwich to the house, uh, Pat Patterson was there. It was me, Vince and Pat. And, uh, well, what's the, what's, is this the beginning of the sting angle or what's the, the lights are darkening? I don't know what's going on here. Let's track it here. Let's see what's going on. Uh-uh. Watch out fans. Anything can happen. We are live. That's right. You know, with the NWO around, anything at all can happen here. I'm going to the back. No, you stay right here, Bray. Fans, this is truly a first in our sports. Hey, you still here? Talk about looking over your shoulder. Yeah, you're not kidding looking over your shoulder. Yeah, you know, you know how up. the I'm New World Order up. has certainly attacked people from behind. When these lights come back on, they could have filled up the entire ring. Oh, this is nothing less than bizarre. See the flashes going on, still can't make out if anything's happening in the ring. Everyone is. I just see heads. Uh, Barely. You're not kidding. And everyone, everyone to a man standing here on WCW Monday Nitro Live from the Marine Midland Arena. Well, we, we didn't want to blame Larry Zabisco for sitting out here and being a sitting duck for the NWO, but oh. wait a minute. And Conan's down. Conan is out. So maybe, maybe what this was, what, maybe this wasn't an NWO ploy. Ray Trailer seemed as shocked as anyone. Well, the look on his face tells well, us that he's, he's, he's but he's going to take the win and he's going to take the pin. How about that? I love the way Ray just put his foot on Conan, like and kept looking around, like I'm not sure what this was. But of course, we heard the big drop, we heard the big bang on the mat. So I can only assume it was a Scorpion death drop from uh, Sting. Sure. And so that was, that was the beginning of, uh, I guess the whole storyline through the show. So, it, and, uh, it, anyway, uh, back to Pat Patterson. So I met with Pat and met with Vince and Pat was, uh, you could tell Pat knew everything about me, what I'd been doing, uh, with, uh, the Crockett's, the work I'd been doing. And then when I, I started to travel with them, it became, uh, between the, I, I was on the plane. Uh, Pat was on the plane. I was on the plane. Bruce was on the plane. Kevin Dunn, Vince, uh, and, and some other time it was some others would be there that had to get back quickly, but we would also between, uh, superstars and uh, challenge, we would drive between towns and Vince had a driver and we would have like a van, a minivan, and it would be me, Pat and Bruce and Vince and, uh, sometimes Terry Garvin. And I remember we would be, and this is one, one thing I always noticed about Pat. We would all be cutting up, having a great time, and Pat would too. But Pat would always be thinking about an angle. He would always be thinking about something to do. And it was like he was over there thinking, and he would, we would be talking about some crazy shit, and, and, and he would turn to Vince and say, you know, I got an idea about what we can do. And then they would start talking the business. And it always impressed me that, he was always thinking about things to do and how to do things better. 
And that's why, even though I only met, you know, knew Pat for a year, there was no, he made a profound in, uh, in impact on me because I, I thought he was a freaking genius. I thought, and the reason he was a genius is because his mind was always working and it was working about making the business better or coming up with good finishes or coming up with some good angle. And Vince really, uh, obviously leaned on him for a great deal. So yeah, it's a, it's a big hole in wrestling. It really is. And, uh, didn't know him long enough. I wish I would know him a lot longer because he was really a lot of fun and uh, crack jokes all the time. And, uh, even, you know, you, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of talk about his sexuality out there and, and there's even been talk that, you know, back in the day, you know, when he was working, he probably had to hide it yeah. or he wouldn't have been booked yeah. and he and moved on into, he moved on into a company. Uh, Titan sports and the WWF that accepted that yep. and accepted him for what he was. Yep. And that says a lot about Vince's company back then, I think. And even to the point to where Pat would crack jokes about his own sexuality to make us laugh because we all knew it. And it was no big deal to any of us. We accepted Pat for who he was. So it was, a. I, I, I often say that 1989 until this year, the last two years, 1989 was my greatest year in the business. And a lot of that was because of my relationship with Bruce, Vince, Pat, and uh, Howard Finkel, and the people who worked in the front office, Lord Alfred Hayes. And yeah, Pat was a great guy. And uh, I just feel bad that I didn't spend enough time with him. Well, he will be sorely missed. I hope uh, if you haven't already, Tony, and I know it's not exactly your deal to listen to wrestling podcasts, since you do too, um, but you should probably listen to the uh the, the episode that Bruce and I did on Pat this past week, I'm sure we were a day late. We dropped it on a Saturday, but instead of doing, you know, my 46 pages of notes that, uh, that we put together, just a real bio episode, we just let Bruce tell stories and you could just hear the love that Bruce had for Pat. And I just think it's one of the best things we've ever done. So I hope you'll go out of your way to listen to it. And we ran it without commercials. Um, so hopefully you'll, you'll check it out and, and let me know what you think. Yeah, I, I do want to uh, tell you one more story, and it's happened in Chattanooga, and I'm going to tell it as best I can remember it because it told me a lot about Vince and about the working conditions, about how great it was to be back then with them. Pat used to make a lot of jokes about his sexuality, and to the point where it didn't matter. It, that's He would just make jokes about it. And Vince came to me uh, in Chattanooga. He said, I, I need to ask you something. He said, you know, Pat makes a lot of jokes about he about his sexuality, about being gay. Does that bother you? I said, no, not at all. I, I, I really enjoyed being with Pat. He said, okay, if it ever does, let me know and I'll tell him to stop. But I just want you to know that's what we accept Pat for what he is and uh, we love him and he's always been a part of this. But if you're uncomfortable with him talking about stuff like this, let me know. And I was and I never have been. And so that was uh, a, a part of, being with Vince at that time, that was very, very cool. And getting to know Pat and his humor. And, uh, I, I met, uh, Louie and, uh, you know, we did a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, trips together a whole year of it. So it was good stuff. Tell us about Louie. We haven't spent enough time on our shows talking about Louie, but obviously everybody who was, who was close and on the inner circle got to meet Pat's longtime companion. And these yeah. days would have been referred to as a husband, but right. By God, as back asswards as America was back then, that wasn't even legal, which seems yeah. like such a fucking dumb thing in hindsight. Like, yeah. 
even having to say the phrase that you've did a few times now, you know, we accept him for who he is or what he mm. was or whatever. Like that's so out of context for 2020, but that was the way of the world back then. Yes, and it was. Yes, so it was. A, a lot of time in, in his wrestling career, he had to sort of hide Louie and Louie right. was not something that he shared or not someone that he shared with, with just anybody, but you, you did get to meet him. And I think a lot of wrestling fans who've heard so much about Louie this last week probably want to learn more about him. I, I know that Louie, from what I understand, um, was uh, a bit of a, a hairstylist and, mm-hmm. uh, really loved Pat and was with Pat, you know, basically his whole life. Louie to me was just another guy hanging out when we, we there were some parties and Louie was there and, and this was Louie Pat's friend. And I can't tell you that much more about him other than I did talk to him and he was a great conversationalist and very friendly. And, uh, you know, he and Pat never did, did anything to make anybody uncomfortable, but in the, in the backstage area or in the, in the life that we led in the WWF, it was, they didn't try to hide it either. So Louie was a pretty cool guy. He really was. And, uh, he had some, uh, I remember Louie having some very colorful sweaters. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, but, uh, Hey, look at me. I mean, I, you saw my red pants, right? I love colors. Yeah. I, I, if you think that immediately what I thought of, cause I was like, yeah. wait a minute, I haven't busted his balls about those salmon pants yet. It's not salmon. It's red geranium. Well, I'm colorblind. You fuck. You're making well, fun then, of my then disability. Don't, then don't call them Sam. If you don't know what they are, someone, on, the, someone online called them Sam and I can well, read. They're, I just, well, they're the dumb motherfuckers. Not me. Well, then quit calling me a dumb motherfucker. Okay. All right. So the red geranium or as Taz said, red jabroni is what he called him. Well, pants. he's on to something. Hey, tell me about your best friend. I'll tell you about mine. Most of you know, it's my little Chihuahua Tibetan spaniel mix named bug. He's been with me for quite a while. And he goes with me everywhere. If you see our Zoom calls, you'll see that Bug is always in the background. He follows me everywhere around the house. He goes crazy when I return home from AEW. So with my best friend, I'm thinking I want him to have the very best nutrition out there for dogs. And the good news is it's his favorite food. He eats solid gold like there's no tomorrow. That's good news. Let me tell you why it's good news. Because Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. That's important to me. It's really important. For over 45 years, Solid Gold has revolutionized the holistic pet food category, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including healthy whole grain and grain-free options, wet food, that's what the bug eats and supplements like sea meal and 100% human grade bone broth for dogs. Solid gold foods are different. And why? Because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods balanced with living probiotics and fuel with omega-3 and six fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet inside and out. That's the only way I'd have it here at the Shivani house for the bug right now to see the solid gold deal of the week, go to solidgoldpetcom slash W H W that's solidgoldpetcom slash W H W to see the deal of the week. Remember solidgoldpet.com slash W H W. Listen, growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but eventually we all grow up and realize 
and this stuff's full of sugar and junk. We probably shouldn't be eating, especially first thing in the day. I mean, we all know breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So maybe loading up on sugar isn't the best idea. And if you've been trying to cut down on carbs or sugar or unhealthy food, you're probably thinking, man, I can't eat anything anymore, but here's the deal. That's all changed now. Thanks to magic spoon. I have to admit, I grew up on that same sugary fruity cereal that we all loved as kids. But then you start to think, uh, I'm getting too old for this. I can't do this. But what if you could enjoy a great taste like cocoa, fruity, frosted, even blueberry, and it had zero sugar. What if it had 11 grams of protein? What if it had only three net grams of carbs in each serving? Now we're talking, baby. It tastes amazing. And it's honestly too good to be true. Now my favorite in my household, well, everybody else likes the fruity. The cocoa is a sleeper, but blueberry is probably my favorite, believe it or not. No matter what you enjoy flavor wise, you're going to enjoy that. This is keto friendly, gluten-free grain, free, soy, free, low carb and GMO free. Right now, go to magicspoon.com forward slash WHW to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash WHW and use the code WHW for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's podcast. You, you tag some fucking goof at Stinger, and I've been my texting. Daughter, my daughter did that. Oh, my really? Daughter. You're going to yes. fucking pass the buck to yeah. her. Way yeah, to go, she, dad. Yes. Yes. Super dad. Well, what, what she did was whatever she did on Instagram, I copied and pasted on Twitter. And I think maybe on Instagram, he is Stinger, possibly, but he's Sting on Twitter. And... To be honest with you, I don't give a fuck what he is on what social media because social media doesn't make a fuck to me. Well, you so, got to get hot about it. Yeah, I do have to get hot about it. Okay. I have this great night. And the only thing you can say is stinger. Okay? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I put it over to you huge when it happened. It I don't was, remember that. Let's, uh, you want to track this? No, I want you to tell us what you think Disco's saying. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Disco, I want to ask you a few questions. Are you like the worst talent Ever in the business, me, the worst child. Have you ever seen Evan Courageous? Yes, I've seen Evan Courageous. And you're thinking, wait, wait, you're thinking I am the worst piece of talent in the business. Evan Courageous has abs, has dreadlocks. I don't, and he can't even work. He blows up when he blows up when he walks to the ring. I mean, we just saw Mongo McMichael in there. And a guy like Matt Kuhn, who is 800 pounds, thinks that Mongo McMichael is the worst worker in the business, but no. Wait a minute. I know about Mongo. No, the worst work in the business, Evan Courageous. Even Tony Schiavone, years later, who can't remember shit, remembers how bad that fucker was. He was the worst, and he was cocky. And you know what? Fuck you. I'm out of here. Never compare me to him again. Fuck you, Baldy. All right. Coming back with, I said, fuck you, Baldy. That might have low-key been one of your best ones. <laughs> fuck you, Baldy. Okay. No, I just mean in terms of you were really making sure that the mannerisms were matching exactly what you said. Oh, it was tremendous. Yeah. Oh man. We're yeah. back from a break okay. and we've got yet another promo. Mm -hmm. Whoever formatted this shit needs, uh, needs a day off. Oh boy. Here we go.
All right. We were talking to Evan Courageous. Now we're going to talk to somebody. Hey, come here. Wait, hey, I want to hey, talk hey. to you. Don't bury him. Don't bury him. Don't bury him. Have fun. Don't bury him. All right. Hey, I can't bury you. You damn right. <laughs> you can't bury me. You I'm telling you. I, that's right. I can't bury you. I, I, Shivani was getting ready to bury me, but some bad things have happened in my life. So he can't do it because he's scared. He wants to be politically correct. Well, let me tell you something about Shivani. You don't have to tell me anything about Shivani because I know all about him. He's a fat piece of shit. He lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, can't book a show. Yeah, well, here's the one thing I can tell you about him is that with Conrad Thompson on ad-free shows, they got a lot of followings. Ha! Yeah, the people that have followings on ad-free shows are Eric Bischoff, Arn, Arn, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Arn Anderson, speaking of fat piece of shit, and Jim Ross, who I never did like. Is it true now that it's true that Jim Ross fired you in the WWF? Well, that's what the word is, but it had to come down from Vince, but I don't really care about that right now. Here's one thing I need to say. One thing. It's 1997. I'm making a shit pot full of money. I've got great abs. I've got great pecs. I've got great biceps. I've got great triceps. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Lex, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Are you going to say something about Lex Luger? I'll say something about Lex Luger when I'm ready, little bald man. What? I will say something about Lex. He doesn't look anything like this. Whoa. Take a look at these armpits, baby. They shut my armpits. I have these muscles and these dumbasses shut my armpits. Let's go back to the ring. Good job, Tony. Thank you. Okay. Speaking of salt off runs. How did you know that? Are you ahead of me? Oh, you're scrolling down. I see what you're doing. No, I, I see the in the bottom here. Yeah. I see what it is. Yeah. Uh Dean Malenko. One of the most entertaining guys ever. I think Dean, if you take a look at the guys in the eighties uh-huh. and the nineties uh-huh. who were in the business, uh-huh. I think Dean Arn and I have been married to the same woman the most, the longest y'all are all three married to the same woman. No, I didn't know if it was, I didn't even know you lived in Utah. How does this okay. work? <clears throat> okay. Okay. Had this never mind. I mean, do y'all like straw straws or no, no, we don't. I bet no. when that shower cuts off, no. y'all both all, all race in there. He's like. been married to his wife a long time. I've been married to Lois a long time and Arn's been married to Aaron a long time. Oh, okay? why didn't you just say that? Well, there, there, there you go. I was trying to con- make it concise. But obviously, I just opened the door for you to shit on it like you do most things. Well, you're just Prince. negative today. No, I'm not negative today. At all. You know what I'm negative about? That you tell me there were actually people online that you see, see the picture of JR? <laughs> Tremendous. Look at, look at this Prince Ikea motherfucker. I got low-key heat with him. Yeah, well, fuck him. So you look, you you were... You I told was, me that people were, some people were negative about Sting's appearance on social media. Yeah. You're talking about the lowest form of life. Well, Jim Cornette's one of them. What now? Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, really? You're anti Jim Cornette. We love no, Jim. I Cornette. love Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette shit on Eddie of uh, Eddie Guerrero. I hope not. Eddie was a great he, no. guy. What did Eddie he, do in he, all this? He shit on Sting. Yeah. Really? What did he say? Well, not necessarily. He loves Sting. Yeah. He's just saying. Well, goddamn! What are you gonna do with him? And, I, and and my attitude is, I don't know. Let's find out and see. <laughs> no, yeah. why are we waiting to find out? But <clears throat> well, I, I don't think that's shitting on him. 
no and by the way we're having fun we've had i know you don't listen but if i was going to recommend a podcast you should listen to his drive-through yeah. because it's not like long form one topic like we do he's sort mm. of bouncing all over the place and talking about old wrestling and that's right up your alley mm. the old wrestling talk you would be all about and i know you're gonna say conrad do wrestling 19 hours a fucking day mm. I don't need any more goddamn wrestling just want to watch baseball play with my dog no i don't watch baseball no. i just want to watch cartoons play mm-hmm. with my dog watch the mandalorian i just want to yeah i want to watch back to the future one mm-hmm. two three four and five and play with my dog that's kind of that's kind of right but you're a couple of off there but i i yeah i just want to play my dog i don't want to i don't want to so anyway someone had asked me i was uh talking to some of our staff members the other day and they asked me, so these long trips you take five hours, you go from Atlanta to Jacksonville and back. Uh, what do you do? Do you listen to podcasts? I went, no, I don't. Well, so what do you do? I said that, well, I got a couple of, uh, got a couple of playlists on Spotify and I listened to uh Sirius XM. Oh, you listen to busted open. No, no, I, I, I don't. Sometimes no. I do. You don't need to go to sleep, you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you want to fall asleep while you're driving. That'd be bad. Right. And if you want to fall asleep, everybody knows you just turn on uh, Al Del Greco and he's got hot takes. Like I miss Becky Lynch, but I hope she has a beautiful baby. What do you think? Bubba? That's what they're going to talk about on busted open this week. So uh, Pat Patterson was very influential. Isn't that right? Tommy. Hot take. Okay. Hot take. So, so anyway, I listened to seventies on seven, eighties on eight, uh, the Beatles channel. Uh, I, uh, I'll do a lot of uh, voice texting to people and I'll call a lot of people, call home, talk to Lois a little bit. Um, and, uh, that's kind of what I do on these drives. I don't, I don't listen to podcasts. I tried. I, I honestly tried. I, Tried to listen to hours. <laughs> well, you knew what we were going to say. It's not fun. <laughs> well, that's right. That's exactly right. But I, I just tried to listen to it to see about spot placement because, you know, I put the spots in, see how, if, where I put them it's and it did, it was, it sounded fine. Here's so. the thing. You've never worried about where you put it before. I've met all your kids and I know that to be a fact. <laughs> you don't miss a trick. Do you? Apparently you didn't either. I mean, they jumped out of that motherfucker. Like it was a clown car. (laughs) Here's Chris. Here's Tim. Wait a minute. Good God. There's a Texas cloverleaf. That is such a great move by a fucking gimmick. I really wish the Texas cloverleaf was a more regular part of wrestling. Mm. Hey, Tony, I found something on Twitter. I wanted to share with you. Please don't. It was a genuine ad from 1964 promoting the debut of a new product called WD 40. Apparently these fellas in the marketing department knew how to have a good time. Mm-hmm. The ad says, do you have tight nuts or a rusty tool? Then use WD 40 and the man size pressure pack makes old tools like new again, tools slide in and out with ease lubricates dry passageways. Makes screwing a pleasure. Gives better penetration. Buy some. Try some. 
keep a spare in your car for emergencies. WD 40. It's good stuff. That was your replay brought to you by WD 40. <laughs> Fuck Castro GTX. That was, that was well done. Wasn't it? Dude. What an ad, right? Yeah. It sounds like some shit that we'd be promoting here between manscaped and, uh, what's that other gimmick we promote on here? Oh, blue shoe. Yeah. Yeah. All the dick stuff. Oh, let's track this. Here we go. Heavily blessed to have them with us here up close and personal. We welcome the nitro girls to our set. That's a lot better than having Eddie Guerrero out here. That's for sure. You'll never hear me gripe about working conditions here. Oh, fans. We want to let you know that you can be a part of all this action. We want you to have your Nitro Party at home and show us what your Nitro Party is all about. Send your videotapes to 1 CNN Center, P.O. Box 60, Atlanta, 30303. Your videotapes will not be returned, but each week we send out to a lucky winner a Nitro Party Pack. And coming very soon, our Nitro Grand Prize winner were these gorgeous girls and Mean Gene Oakland will go to your home, one lucky winner, be a part of your Nitro Party, and will telecast your party live as it happens. By the way, one of those times uh, when the Nitro girls jumped on the desk, you said, Lois, go to bed. <laughs> That's right. And I was hoping that it was that moment, but it wasn't. But we did just give the address for your Nitro Party. I want to remind everybody, we're encouraging you to send videotape. That's right, VHS cassettes. The PO box 60 there at one CNN center in Atlanta. We want to make sure we want to be sure that everyone at Turner understands how important nitro was and how much fun you had. So be sure to send your videotapes even now in 2020 and probably 2021 as you're listening to this, uh, we need to let them know how much we love our R A S S L I N S wrestling. Videotapes will not be returned. You know, that was a hell of a, that was a hell of an idea. And I don't know, does Eric take credit for that? Yep. Well, then good. Cause he should, because it was a hell of an idea to have it and to have the grand prize winner, have the nitro girls show up at Gene Oakland. Wasn't it? It was, it was very, very good. I would love to have had the nitro girls, Gene Oakland show up at my house. Oh, I, I, there were hundreds of thousands. I bet of, out, of, uh, those out there that would, would wanted that. So yeah, that was that was good. That was smart stuff, man. Eric. Yeah. He was the right man to run a company. He really was. Oh, guess what? what? Here's a show that doesn't matter at all. Fuck all anymore. Let's track it. it. Be- time on Superstation TBS. This coming Saturday, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Diamond Dallas Page, Harlem Heat, along with Miss Jacqueline and many others. And I'll be joined by the one and only American Dream Dusty Rhodes this Saturday on Superstation TBS. It's WCW Saturday night. And here tonight is. I love that theme, at least. Yeah, oh, I forgot this. about this. Bruce Smith and Jim Kelly in the front Absolutely. row. Absolutely. Are they even going to acknowledge Bruce Smith? What the fuck, man? I guess we didn't. Are you kidding? Man, but he was a big shit. He was a, he was a bigger big star than stupid ass Jim Kelly. Yeah. That, oh, the, that fucking Craig leathers. God damn it. Put him a fucking Chiron up there right now. He's a hall of famer. God damn it. Well, yes. This, he, you can tell this, this organization is a bunch of hillbilly redneck, Southern racist motherfuckers, not acknowledging the greatness that is Bruce. Bruce, goddamn Smith. So disappointed in you personally, Tony. Oh yeah. Blame me for it. You Alabama fucking piece of shit. Why are you cussing me? Because you blamed me for it. You said you were disappointed in me. Well, yeah. Why me? 
What if, why did I, what did I do? Well, now, I, I know what Bruce Smith did. He made the goddamn pro bowl 11 times. That's what he did. Yes. Not only that, he is a Virginia kid. So if anybody should put him over, it was me, but yet you didn't. Are, are, are you not the fucking producer of this show? Uh, I'm you the announcer phoning in motherfucker. I I'm the announcer of the show. Okay. I'm the announcer. Oh, so you just show up and talking head this shit. I thought you had a more active role. No, you no. Mm, I forgot. We're Shivaniing things. Yeah. Ask at Stinger no, on Twitter. No, 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 we're not Shivaniing things. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a key part of a major company now. So key part. You can't even tag me in Ric Flair shit because Ric Flair doesn't want to talk to me because I work for the enemy. No, he loved talking to you. He just no. can't, he can't acknowledge that you ever existed on Twitter. That's all. Oh, I, oh, I got that. Hey, uh, is that, is is that what Wendy told him to say? Rumor and innuendo is the once upon a time, uh, Missy Hyatt wrote a book about Jim Kelly. Do you know about this? I do not. Apparently she Thank covered God. some of her dalliances in one of her books. Yeah. And she, uh, she apparently got to hang and bang with, uh, well, that's probably not the right phrase. You get what I mean. She's familiar with Jim Kelly. Oh, in a biblical sense. Oh, I don't know. I haven't read the book, but the rumor and innuendo says that perhaps they had a little fun. Perhaps, perhaps. I don't know. I wasn't there. You sure? Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Instead, get rid of all that credit card debt right now, once and for all, and even skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. It really is that simple. In just about 10 minutes, we're going to show you how much you can save for free. It's no cost, no obligation. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time, but we're licensed in more than 40 States and ready to hook you up. Go check out our five-star reviews over at savewithconrad.com and then get a quick quote and find out how much money you can save for free. We've helped thousands of our podcast listeners, just like you save their family, tens of thousands of dollars, 50, 60, 70, 80, even a hundred thousand bucks you could save. And it just takes about 10 minutes to get started right now at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. You know what to do. Go to savewithconrad.com. Hey, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Facto that I got it. And most of you motherfuckers out there wanted one just tells you that I have a little bit more stroke than you do. Motherfucker. What was I talking about before the giant interrupted me? Uh, how much fun you're having with Arn Anderson these days? Oh yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So you made some sort of snide comment as you always would about my red pants, red geranium pants. Uh, the other day I wore purple and I had a purple top on dark purple and light purple pants. The dark purple was called regal and the purple pants was called filtered lilac. Just to make sure you got the colors, right? For those of you out there like you, that are colorblind. It means nothing to you. No. Okay. So Arn Anderson walked up to me and looked at me and he said, and I'm not going to get it as colorful. As he, did. he said, 
Well, you look like an Easter egg. And that's that's good because you got the shape of one too. He's the best, man. And of course, I was standing there with a bunch of people, and we all fell out. So now he's the king of one liners. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. You know what? I, I, <clears throat> I need to say something here. Oh. Yeah, we uh, we tracked that WCW Saturday Night promo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it was you and, said, oh, this show sucks, and they listed off all this great talent. And I thought, wait to bury everybody. Yeah, no, it, it, no it, it, the show sucked okay. because we didn't give it. Okay. 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 I did the play-by-play on this show after Eric went to the NWO. And Saturday Night and I did Thunder. The play- and yeah. And the, and the pay-per-views. I was just thinking no, you had no days off. No. And, and no wonder people got sick of me. Right. God almighty. I did fucking everything. And I mean, if you're going to watch wrestling, you turn it on and you say that fucking Shivani's on there again. Well, so, no, they, they liked you. Like, I think in this era, everybody agreed that Jim Ross was the best announcer, but you were like, yeah. if, if, if there were flavors, right, let's pretend it's Baskin Robbins. So maybe their favorite is Rocky road. And yeah, that's Jim Ross, but you, oh, look, let's, let's track it here. We see sting coming down through the mat. It was a dummy of sting and Kevin Nash took it upon himself with that baseball bat to hit the sting dummy rule right in the head. That's what they think they're going to do to sting that same baseball bat that he has hit the giant many, many times before with, as a matter of fact, that same night he hit the hand of the giant broke the cast. Off of the giant's hand. How about this theme music right here? It's impossible for me to listen to this theme and not get hype. I know people hate that, but Benoit had cool WCW theme music. Hmm. Yeah. Benoit was ultimately cool back then, man. Hmm. Kind of hard to watch him down, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, always, I know we say that all the time. It, if you, you have to block out what how his life ended uh, and just, you know, that's a hell of a picture right there, man. Look at that. They did a great job on that drawing. Yes, they did. Um, anyway, uh, he's got to block it out and remember Chris Benoit, how great he was in the ring. All right. What were we saying before we tracked it? I don't know. Ah, we're old and terrible. Hmm. Probably talking about Arn Anderson. Yeah, one he was how the king of the one-liners, and he can just make shit up. You know, he can just put words together, and make them funny. What's your favorite thing he squished together lately that made you laugh? Uh, I have to think about it, but because uh, we've talked about the fact that he would just make up some shit that makes no sense, but for whatever reason, it's his delivery, and it just murders you yeah it's it, one time he just looked at me and say hey fly by night <laughs> it's like fly by night oh i know what we were talking about uh, ice cream oh so, ice cream yeah so yes. so if jim okay. ross was everyone's favorite right so if mm-hmm. he's rocky road you're also a flavor and Something you would be you know you'd be vanilla mm-hmm. now here's the thing about vanilla ice cream it might not be a lot of people's favorite but don't nobody hate it mm-hmm. know what i mean so I'm just saying you probably weren't anybody's favorite, but nobody hated you. It's I like, if, just, 
You're I was the, just van, I was just a vanilla announcer, vanilla. Well, but I'm saying here's now. Hear me out. I can hear. I can tell you're getting a little offended. All right, we got a brownie here. Let's put a scoop of ice cream. What flavor mm-hmm. should we put? Mm-hmm. All right, we got uh, a slice of apple pie here. We're gonna put a scoop of ice cream on it. What flavor should we put? Strawberry. No, fuck off, vanilla. Hey, we're gonna make a Sunday, and then we're gonna add a bunch of shit if, on if top. You're colorblind. How do you know what what flavor ice cream you're getting into? Because the ki- the fucking curtain says words on it. Do, do, do. Stupid motherfucker! It do- I'm colorblind. It doesn't mean I can't read. God damn it! How'd you get through life this fucking dumb? Do, do, do. It says strawberry on the fucking box. You idiot. Bug. Would you come over here and bite this son of a bitch for me? Please let him jump up and bite the camera right now. <laughs> no, seriously, dude, you're a vanilla ice cream mm. and, and, and that's great. Yeah. You can't make a banana split without vanilla ice cream. You can't make a fucking good milkshake without a vanilla ice cream base. You can't make a Sunday without vanilla ice cream. You're, you are King a la mode. You're good with anybody. You're good with anything. You could make today look passable. Bobby Hain is drunk again. No problem. We got old vanilla in there. Go make it better. <laughs> Grandma's pie is terrible. Add some ice cream. The shit's edible. I'm just saying you make shit passable. You used to do commentary with rich goddamn bukini, like rich zucchini and Billy squash. You did both. <laughs> You're vanilla ice cream, baby. It's a compliment. I told I'm trying to take it as a compliment. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you, that's a pro tip. If your wife tries a, a new recipe mm-hmm. and it's terrible, she's overcooked it, it's dry or whatever. Notice I'm whispering right now. Mm-hmm. The go-to move is mm-hmm. you just say, baby, you know, this is awesome. But you know what would make this shit next level? Scoop ice cream. And then you fucking choke that horse shit down. Even if it's mac and cheese? No, no, no. I said a dessert. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm just saying sometimes she'll be adventurous. Oh, I saw this recipe online and I'm I got thinking, news for you. You, could, you. you couldn't put vanilla ice cream on Billy Kidman and make it any better. Well, I don't know if that's code for Tori Wilson, but all right. We're not going to track Benoit. I started to say, let's yeah. track Benoit, or maybe you could do something silly, but maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we just yeah. watch and wait till the next segment. That's because the next segment, I think we got Ric Flair coming up and we could track that. Oh, thanks for the permission, <laughs> man. You know what you are? You are in an odd mood today. I'm just trying to make you laugh, Tony. And you're, I think I'm doing a good you, job so far. You are. Yeah. But you're not. How was your weekend? By the way, I was good, man. Alabama just beat the fuck out of LSU. Yeah. Well, what else is new? Well, last year they beat us. And then that stupid ass coach, uh, who cheated on his wife and got a big contract and she took all his money. So now he's happy because he's with co-eds, but he's a loser. Uh, he held a meeting in the locker room afterwards with all the players. We're going to beat them in recruiting. We're going to beat them every time we see them. Roll Tide, what? Fuck you. And they all celebrated. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, point, point spread was 30. And somehow they beat them worse than they've ever beat anybody. I mean, it was bad. And, uh, and of course, Auburn lost. So it was just, it was a great weekend in my house. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I only had to see Stan one time. So, well, well there you go. And it was a great weekend in my house too. I, uh, I was going to do the Vanderbilt game and that was canceled right at the last minute. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So I, uh, I did some other things and, uh, did some, uh, did some business. You know, it's remarkable because we were supposed to tape, but you, 
couldn't wait to tell me how you had to do all this crazy driving and there was no way you'd have time. And then you just laid out and didn't do a goddamn thing all week. No, 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 no. I did something. I did some very important. What'd you do? I just uh, did some AW work, which was very important. Oh, okay. I understand you want to fave your friends and family here. It's fine. Uh huh. That's fine. Uh, no, okay. listen. I texted a friend of ours. Okay, uh, we got okay on Wednesday and said, uh, <clears throat> "I've never been so happy to be faved in my life." So I'm glad you're faving me. I hope that means next week we get the the thing we've all been waiting for, the reunion on screen of Sting and Lex Luger. Okay, here what would it be, comes. What would be great would be if Teddy Long came out and put him in a tag team match against the Steiner brothers. <laughs> I'll tell you this, that Steiner recliner is going to be a motherfucker now. <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> Hope it's Sting who tries to take the Frankensteiner. Fight me, Vince. Oh, dude, I saw another one that said WWF, but it said worst wrestling federation. Wow. How about St- how about Ric Flair in New York? And knowing as big of a sports fan as he is, you think he's going to mention Bruce Smith? Because Lord knows you fuckers weren't. Oh, my God. <clears throat> well, why don't we track it and see if he does? I hope he does. I really hope for your sake he does. Here we go. I can't wait till he hits the main by God, Gene, woo, and all that shit. Here we go. Boy, Ric Flair, goodness sakes, upstate New York loves you. The world loves the nature boy. Mean! Woo! Gene! Buffalo, New York, the nature boy loves ya! things to talk about and let's start one at a time and knock them out Kurt Hennig what about this man he has been a thorn in your side well mean Gene I just can't knock one out about Kurt Hennig because I've got to talk about the whole NWO when I talk about Kurt Hennig you see in a very short period of time Starcade will come That means that to the best of my ability, I'm betting on Sting to beat Hogan. Now, we know for a fact that the great Scott Hall, the mighty Kevin Nash, are for sure invincible. Wrong! The Steiners, if it happens, will take them down. Now, macho man, not sure what you're doing that night, but I was at the first arcade. I've got to be there, the 28th. That means, Kurt Hennig, I would like the cage. I would like you. Blood, guts, sweat. Two guys walk in, Hennig. One walks out. And I guarantee you, at an event, like Starcade, it will be woo, the nation. One other thing that we must talk about, you touch 
on the subject of the NWO, Ric Flair, what about this bombshell a couple of weeks back that Bret Hart would be joining the New World Order? Uh, I said Bret Hart. Mean Gene, I would be remiss if I did not take this opportunity since you brought his name up and I know you're watching, Mr. Canada. It's no secret to the wrestling fans inside or outside that you have made the mistake of self-proclaiming yourself the greatest of all time. Well, that works real good when you got a column in a newspaper in your own hometown. Come to Charlotte sometime, Jack. I'll show you real life. Now, the way I look at it, you have joined the NWO for one reason, to avoid the nature boy. But I must show you in Buffalo that the best there is, was, Jimmy, and comparing you to me is like comparing John Elway to Jim Kelly. Oh my! Oh, oh. Cody, we got something going. Let's get back to you. We really do. And you see Jim Kelly and Bruce Smith standing up, acknowledging the legendary Nature Boy Ric Flair. He has made a challenge to Kurt Hennig for a cage match at Starcade. So there you go. You did acknowledge him. Yeah. Say, I, I accept your apology. Well, I was trying to say words. Flair didn't, Flair didn't acknowledge him. And I, and whoa, whoa, whoa. Rick Leathers he, wasn't with Chiron, but I fucking did. He took his so, jacket off ahead. and bowed to him. And you're saying he so, didn't acknowledge him. He didn't, he did not mention Bruce Smith's name. So you go ahead. You can, uh, you can tell you what, you can email me your apology. All right. I'll type it right now. No, don't type anything. Send anything. Let to me, me type your email. No, fuck you. T no, Hey, stop. S stop C motherfucker. A V X I O V I N O three five six nine at bellsouth.net at Reagan.com at fuck you.conrad. Hey, read I just sent you the apology. I want you to read it on air. I delivered it to you in the in the manner in which you requested. Mm-hmm. To the appropriate email address where I know you will receive it. The same one where Stan sends you zoom links and you wait 13 seconds and say, don't have it without clicking refresh. You want to go ahead and read that aloud? That would be I, good. I, you know what? I, okay. Don't see it yet. Jesus. You got that shitty regular motherfucker internet. You need some no, business internet. No, I've got business internet. I've got the fastest internet in all may read them. I don't know why you ain't doing shit here, with here it. There it is. Here we go. Here. My apology. Fuck you. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck you. Wildcat Willie. <laughs> Who's more of a gimmick macho man or wildcat Willie. <laughs> oh, no. Can I just tell you that I was, I don't know, 35 before I knew that wildcat Willie, I knew that was his name, but the initials were WCW. Yeah. Well, also, uh, there was many, many months before I realized that. <laughs> and I was working for the business.
somewhat. Kinda. Kinda. I mean, literally seven days a week at this point, to your point, Sunday pay-per-views, Monday, uh, thunder, uh, nitro Thursday, mm-hmm. thunder, and somewhere in there, usually Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, you would record a, sa- a Saturday, WCW right. Saturday night and it right. would air the following Saturday, whatever. But the point is you're gone all the goddamn time, Tony. Yep. I know just gone. It makes just me wonder how many, how many little Shivani's are running around that we don't know about that. We can't talk about, you know, I, I guarantee you none really. Yeah. So you always wrap that rascal or you just did butt stuff or what, what was the No, deal? neither, neither. Look at these guys. Did you see the softest elbow ever from Bruce Smith? Yes, I did. In fairness, would you want to hit fucking macho man wide open? Probably not. No, I'm just thinking out loud, but you know what? <clears throat> in the, in the realm of us trying to portray it as real back then, that, uh, that, that didn't look, look at Bruce Smith. Uh, fuck. That was silly. Macho man's a former baseball player. Of course, he's a, a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. Pretty rarefied air here for. Hugh Morris at the time in 1997 to be working with Macho Man and having some interactions with, you know, Super Bowl contenders because those fuckers never won nothing. It's a pretty big yeah, deal. Well, but they got there many times. Yeah. I mean, that's the equivalent of saying, uh, hey, uh, NXT, really, they're winning on Wednesday nights because, you know, they presented a show many times. So we should acknowledge that they participated mm. do you mm. do you get any satisfaction out of you turning down the offer to go work for vince mcmahon going to work for aw and now you're beating their ass on wednesday does that ever even cross your mind uh no no it, it, it does not but what crosses my mind is going to work for aw knowing that had i gone to work for vince i'd be out of a job right now that crosses my mind all the time I would have been out the door right behind Eric Bischoff or maybe ahead of Eric Bischoff. I don't know. That crosses my mind that I made the right decision on that count. When, and I'm not, I'm not talking about COVID having anything to do with it. And then all the cutbacks and everything. Did he just beat him? No, no he's going up top to do his game. Oh, Jesus Christ. He stood up. I'm thinking, what the fuck did I miss? Uh, it's not because of COVID or anything. It's just because of. The way of the world. So he's famous for doing a moonsault, but he just did an elbow drop there. Crash the Terminator, as he used to be known. Mm-hmm. Misses. Macho Man coming back at him wide open. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to wonder every time Macho swings something, is this a working one or is this a full-speed oh, one? He just spit at Bruce. Uh, yeah, now here Bruce comes. I see. He wasn't trying to tease the – he was mocking Macho Man. Right. He would get to the top rope, do the, mm-hmm. the finger. Here we go. Track it. He is up on top. The gigantic savage elbow is on target. He covers humorous and he pulls him up after why, a two count. Why would you pull a big man like that up if you've got him beat? I certainly wouldn't do that, but that's why this man is madness. He's that's, over the edge. Oh, yeah. He's going to do it again. He may jump on Kelly from there. Keeps pointing and motioning to Jim Kelly with every elbow drop. Here's number two on the way. Savage looking to make an example of another member of WCW here on the oh, oh my covers him one he pulls him up right now oh, uh, I should, we 
about that bump Charles Robinson took for that punch? Mm. Pretty good. That's tremendous. Here comes the third one. Let's track it. Oh, the, li the lights again. The lights are dimming. The lights uh, have gone out here again. The same way it happened at the opening part of this program. This is eerie. No, this is a Buffalo. This is frightful is what it is. Savage going up for a third time. Randy Savage, as you can... You can barely see in the ring, and now we hear something in the distance. I, what is that noise? I don't I know. Don't like you this. can just tell the flesh is in the it. ring. I don't like it. Why are they cheering? What can they see? I don't know. I'm, I see bodies. I see bodies flying in the ring. What in the world's going on here? We got twenty thousand people cheering darkness. Well, we're looking, kind of looking to our left. I have no idea, fans, what is going on. We should watch our backs two hour here. You're kidding. That's why I'm standing up. You're standing up? For the second I can't, I can't. For the second time in this program, all fans are standing. Not only you two guys, everyone is standing as the lights went out. As Savage went to the top. Savage! Savage is Savage is down! And what he's got on! That's a sting mask on the macho man! And Hugh Morris didn't put it on him. He didn't knock him down. When the lights were out, Savage's lights went out. Something went on. Hugh Morris was down as well. Savage is down. Both men are down. And, uh, and apparently... I, I think we have a visitor in Buffalo. I believe we do too. Both men are out. Look at all the drinks that got thrown in the ring. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you could see Sting and all that. You know, uh, I... To me, the most entertaining part of all that now, looking at it, you know, years later, uh, is uh, Heenan. <laughs> First one, he said, I'm going to the bathroom. No, you stay here. The second one, the today said, this is Aries. He said, no, this is Buffalo. <laughs> I missed that line. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> And then Heenan says, and we're standing up. Heenan said, I mean, today says, we're standing up. Heenan said, you're standing up. It just was, he was so good. It's his timing was so, uh Oh shit. They're coming to me. Fuck. Let's track it. What's up? Why am I on hold now? We don't want to. I get the picture. What we have here are the three monkeys. See no evil. Hear no evil. And speak no evil. Well, these people, they might buy your crap, Shivani, but the NWO, we know better. Your company pays you. WCW pays the production crew. And WCW pays the power bill. You know exactly what's going on here, Shivani. And if you don't know what's going on, you better pray that whatever caused those lights to go out doesn't happen again. Because if it does, we'll be back. And we're going to take you out. We're going to take you out. And we're going to take you out. Capiche? 
Comprende? I. Do you understand? Come on, come on, come on, stop it. Don't move. Don't see me. Did that remind you more of middle school or marriage? Middle school. I mean, look at Heenan. Look at Heenan. <laughs> how many lockers did you get stuffed in? Oh, none. None. Really? Yeah, it's a pretty popular guy. We didn't have middle school. Oh, no, you had junior high. Didn't have junior high. Oh, you just went K through 12 out in the fucking hillbilly stick areas you lived in out in West Virginia. Didn't have, first of all, it gets your shit right. Craigsville, West Virginia. I know we got a shirt for it. That's We sure do. Auburn fan. Yeah. Yeah. So any fucking way back then we didn't have kindergarten. We have grades one through four. This explains so much why you can't explain. You know what a tope suicida is. Hell, you only went to the fourth grade. No, we had one through seven in Craigsville, and then we had eight through 12 at Buffalo Gap. Same. So we started, I actually started high school. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Okay. The name of your high school was Buffalo Gap. Yeah. Don't you fucking, don't you, don't you say anything bad about the name of my high school? What was your, who were your in town rivals? Donkey Cooter? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Buffalo Gap. Coming up next, uh, Buffalo Gap will be hosting Donkey Cooter. And don't forget, they got a big road trip next week. They're going to be playing Duck Snatch right here on WFTF AM radio. No, it was, it was WFYC. W, fuck you, Conrad. Uh, look at this, man. This yeah, let's, let's track this. Here we go. Tony, I would pay a handsome sum of money, a lot, to go back and relive WCW nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, one more time. That was a hell of a that was a hell of a spot, man. I'm so that hype was, on that. That was so well done. And then the bell rang. <laughs> then the finish happened because he wasn't tan. I think somebody on Twitter said, yeah, but when, when they were responded to staying, yeah, but did he have a tan, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh, of course. Yeah. God, And we have this great show and we're hot as we can be. And we got to book this fucker disco inferno. What is fucking wrong with us? Wow. 
Now, but those clowns in the stands. Hey, if you like sex, here's one thing you're going to love more than anything else. BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com offers a men's performance enhancement for the bedroom. And at BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. The chewables you get from BlueChew.com can be taken on the full or empty stomach. Online physician consult is free. So here it is. It's cheaper than those other two. And here's some more good news. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at a pharmacy to get pills for your penis. You get the chewables at BlueChew.com. Ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. And the chewables from BlueChew.com are made in the USA. You and your partner will love it. As we always say here, chew it and do it. A great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code WHW. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code WHW, which stands for what happened when, but in this case, it stands for wow, hard on, wow. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what What did I just say? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista's available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one-carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive, plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only. Or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. And click on the Krista Ready for Love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's I hate Stevensinger.com. Oh, I know who Bruce is. From the torch. You hung yeah, out with him with Wade me Keller. 188 times? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And now you're uh, favoring him. He used to be at all your shows in Greensboro and all that. Yeah. I, uh, as, yeah. I listen, I've been on Wade Keller's podcast a couple of times. Then why, why are you? Well, I don't think you know how promotion works. Can you imagine? Hey, uh, we've got sting later. Oh yeah. Can we see how much we're paying that fuck? I don't know if we should be paying him that much. <laughs> I mean, God damn, is it even going to be any good? This Tony Schiavone school of promotion here. Fuck. Anyway. So tell me about Bruce Pritchard's, uh, I'm sorry. Tell me about Bruce Mitchell's fuck Mitchell yourself hotline. and just call the goddamn match. Blockbuster, blockbuster, blockbuster. He hooks the leg. He sn- he got a quick one over Perry Saturn. Disco Inferno has won, and the flock is none too happy. Here comes that nothing happening son of a plumber, Billy Kidman. And there's Scotty Riggs. He needs us to put him over, but not as bad as Dave Penzer needs a listing. Look him up if you're trying to sell your house very quickly for less cash than you thought in the Tampa area. I mean, more cash than you thought. Oh. So tell us about Bruce Mitchell's hotline. It's here on ad free shows. It's every day. That's all. Okay. And, and well, no, uh, tell us more about it. It, 
Well, I'm trying to make one stop, like a one-stop shop for ad-free show. So all things nostalgia, I got you, but we don't talk about anything current and I don't want us to for a lot of reasons, but Bruce Mitchell keeps up with all that. And he's going to try to give you some, just the facts, ma'am. And then he'll probably sprinkle in an old school main gene lie just somewhere in there, just for nostalgia's sake. Mm, Okay. Well, good. Good for him. Oh, let's track this fucking goof. Thanks a lot, Brian. We're getting very close to selecting the winner of the grand prize. Get your very own Nitro party with me and Gina, the Nitro girl. But see, here's the thing. I don't want our listeners to send those tapes in and think Mean Gene's going to show up. Because unless they cremated him, that's not possible anymore. Right. You know what interests me about that, uh, that video right there? That is from Champagne and Tony Khan probably knows him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when I heard it was the university on the line, I went, Oh, I bet one of those motherfuckers used to watch Good. wrestling with TK. <laughs> That's right. And they're a little older though. Cause that was, uh, he's, a, I think he's a year older than, or a year younger than me. Right. So I was yeah. only 16 here. So he's probably yeah. 15, but he's a right. super genius. He may have been his junior year of college for all the fuck I know. You know, he could have been absolutely. I like Kimberly page. We just have a moment of silence for one of the all-time greats. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the, uh, most beautiful women on nitro. I mean, here's the thing. I, I try to like DDP. I know what he's done to help people and, and what he continues to do to help people. And he's always been yeah. super nice to me and mm-hmm. he's great in ring performer. But then you see Kimberly and you're like, you know, fuck that guy, you know? Oh yeah. You're not the first one to said that. Okay, this could be pretty cool. This could be Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger. Don't shit on him. I won't shit on either one of them. No, no, you shit on Mike Jones. Oh. Who? <laughs> I was waiting on him. <laughs> and I was like, he may have forgot. He's he doesn't taking his privilege. Hmm. So we're marching towards Starcade 97 here, dude. And I said earlier, if I could go back and just relive like one year of my wrestling fandom. I just really loved, uh, and I'd pay money. Let me go back in time and just do 1997 all over again. What about you? Is there a year in your career you'd like to go do again? Yeah. 2019. Let's just close the show up. This is <laughs> God damn. You don't have to lick the balls too. Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious. 2019 is the greatest year of my life. Uh no, I, I tell you what I'd like to do again. I'd like to do 1983 or 84 again, 83. I'd like to do that again. No, hang on. Let me back it up. Tony, if you could go back and relive one year in your illustrious career, one more time, what year would it be? 86. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Probably 1986 Conrad. <sighs> it was the greatest year of Jim Crockett promotions. This is like fucking dancing with, with a Nimrod right now. <laughs> That's what this is. You ever like try to dance with somebody and they're stepping on your toes. I'm trying to key you up to shield for AFS. You forget you just revert to, no, I got a shield for AW. I tried to key you up to shield for our own show next year. Nope. I'm going to talk about some other shit. God damn it. Well, I thought you, I thought you were okay. You thought yeah, I honestly I gave a fuck what you liked best. No, <laughs> I'm trying to sell shit here. 
And you know what? Let me just state, let me tweet Sting at Stinger. Let's get his opinion here. At Stinger. <sighs> well, anyway, 1986 was a tremendous year. Yes, it was. Great, great American bash. Oh, so much good stuff. So much good stuff, man. Uh, had those concerts, if you'll recall. Uh, we had uh, concerts with Waylon Jennings. George Jones was in concert. Uh, Delbert McClintock. What is a um, fucking Delbert McClintock? Uh, who else? That's what I want to know. Hey, uh, can can I get you to do a country song sometime? No, no more songs. What? No, no, no it's Delbert McClinton, not McClintock. It's not McClintock was the, the John Wayne movie, right? Uh, Delbert McClinton. Yeah, he Delbert McClinton sucked. Uh, who else? Um, he's saying honky talking though for MCA. Yeah, no, he, he, he sucked. Um, of course there was David Allen Coe. You think McClinton uh, is actually the reason y'all went out of business? Uh, he probably helped out, you know, Yeah, we booked him. Yeah. I mean, you had to pay him and it's not like he drew anything. Right. Didn't draw, draw a fucking dime. Hey, where are you at on putting someone's name on a show? If it's not a draw. Why are you asking me that question? No, I just wanted to know, like. I don't put my name on any of the podcasts that we do here. You know, it's like what happened when, with Tony Schiavone, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I get that, but tr- let's let it, let all of us try to do our podcast without you. See what happens. Oh, no, no, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying, I know who the draw is. You guys are the draw, not me. I just happen to be like, you know, the first listener. And I don't know, every now and again, I'll make a good call. But my question was, should. We just put the name of everyone involved in the show in the title of the show, because someone on our network feels like we should. And I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. Nobody's going to watch that or listen to that based on that name being there. And they took great issue with that. Like I was shitting on them. I'm like, I don't even put my name on my shit. What the fuck? What say you, Tony, you're older, wiser. Well, older. I agree with you. Okay. Good to know. Do you think any of us on your network could have done this without you? So why don't we listen to what you say? <laughs> I think I did argue the other day. I said, we had a little heated discussion at one point and I said, Hey Bubba, I'm just saying, got a pretty good track record with figuring this shit out. Why don't we just try my idea first? See if it works. Yeah. If it doesn't, we'll do your idea. Here's, <clears throat> here's all I got to say about that. I, the other night, last week, freestyled the line. Bullshit. Yeah. At 1039, <laughs> there were shirts available <laughs> at Box of Gimmicks yeah. that said bullshit, yeah. Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Who thinks of shit like this? I don't let the fucking grass grow under my feet. <laughs> I'm moving, son. 1039. I showed that to people backstage. I said, you've got to see this shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, I know I'm a bad person. <laughs> a lot of people are going to hear that and think, boy, he's just a fucking thirsty motherfucker. But the deal is I'm like, that's a fucking funny shirt. And it doesn't have, we don't have to overcomplicate this. That's right. Shout out to Ryan for being on the ball too, because I have, uh, sent him some ideas like that, where it was just one sentence 
Yep. And, and he wasn't watching live. So it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And this time it made total sense. And Ryan was fucking right on the money and bam, it was up. Yeah. And there were like 15 people said, I want one of them. Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. Is this amazing? The, the world that I've, that I've gotten involved with. Oh, wow. And you know, here's the thing too. It's not, we should mention, we plug the shirts here all the time, but it's not like anybody's fucking making significant income on podcast merch. That's not a thing, but it sure sure is fun, you know? Yes. Right. And it services our base who really, really are passionate about the show. So as much fun as it is thinking of dumb shit to put on a shirt, it's not like we're like, Oh God damn, let's chop it up and pay our house payments. No, but it's fun. Yeah, it's so what I'm saying about that is that if anybody said to you, argue to you about the way to do things, only thing you, only thing you need to do is show them the, the tweet or the text you sent to me at 10 30 fucking nine. Okay. Less than 40 minutes later <laughs> and say track record, motherfucker. Shut up. I'm not going to talk to people like that. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, you talk to me like that, but not other people. Well, I talk to you like that because you're my friend. Mm. That's just the way we talk to each other. Right. Like you texted me tonight and said, what time are we taping? And I said, whatever you want. And you said, didn't you say early evening yesterday? Or were you too fucking drunk? You fat fuck. And I'm like, Tony, I just said, whenever you, I literally affirmed. Yes. I'm ready. Whenever you are. No, you texted at stinger. Oh, I did. After you called me a drunk fat fuck, (laughs) I did double down on at stinger. Yeah. Because that's hilarious to me. Oh, by the way, a friend of ours asked, Hey, how's sting to do business with? And I thought that was kind of random. Like what? If he was a Hmm. shithead, that story would have been out there. Yeah. Great guy. Oh yeah. Of all the sort of feature attractions that I've worked with on these conventions that we did called Starcast. Yeah. CM Punk was the easiest, biggest, you know, feature attraction, mm-hmm. but Sting's probably number two. Right. And do you remember, I'm sure you do when we, you want to want to listen to this? Oh, absolutely. Here we Check. go. Piper, Piper, this is a public service. Thank you. No heart, no soul, no will to win. I'm talking about Roddy Piper. Who, my friend, has of humanity. Piper, 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 Piper. You make me sick. I've been wearing this dog got thick since I've been five. No matter how much of a woman. Piper. He really is underneath that skirt. And it's like this. It's the nature of the beast. Piper. You know pipes. We take old fossils like you, Piper. Piper, Piper. Took you out, big man. And put you to rest. not an icon pack it up take it out of my sport and get out of my face that is the end thank you of Roddy Roddy Piper the preceding announcement has been paid for by the new world order yeah that's a Neil I think it's that was Neil Pruitt production right there of course it was oh here's another one we gotta track this too you walking around the makeup chair backstage 
was a great little clip. Yeah, it was. Added a mood. Anyway, I was uh, what I was getting ready to say before we tracked that was that if you'll recall at uh, at the Starcast in Vegas, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, we had Sting. Yes. Um, as a guest, and I did a kind of an interview with him. It's tremendous. And I, yeah, and I remember us in the backstage area thinking. You know, we usually go an hour and a half. Do you think he can do an hour and a half? How's he going to be? Because, you know, Sting didn't really talk that much. Right. I mean, he did, but, and then he got, he was so entertaining. Yes, he was. And it was, it was great, great stuff. And it was, I mean, basically we were, we were talking to Steve Borden about Sting. Right. Is what, what we were doing. And, and that's what you want. And that was, that was a memorable part of that star cast. I think one of the better parts, we posted a clip of it the other day on social where he talked about, uh, working with the great Muda and about mm-hmm. how many minutes the match should go and blah, blah, right. blah. Just a tremendous story. Uh, by the way, the whole episode is over at adfreeshows.com. How about that? Eric rules wrestling bite mm-hmm. me Vince. I wonder if they, uh, made a specific point to get that on camera, huh? Mm, I'm sure they did. Wouldn't surprise me if we made that. Oh, really? You think so? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I, I didn't know y'all were low down dirty like that. Oh, well, you know what? It's a wrestling business. Think Tony Khan's ever going to plant signs that shit on Vince and put himself over? <clears throat> no, that's what I'm saying. There ain't no way. Hey, look, Garth Brooks in the front row. I didn't realize that. Hey, yo, here we go. Down as a result of it, then so what? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being threatened. I'm sick of it to the point to where I'm. It's a lot easier being threatened than beat on. Let them threaten you. You probably heard by now. Yeah, we have. Okay. That in the NWO, we're taking a little survey. And it's real, real simple. We want to know if you're with us or if you're against us. Well, don't say you're against them because they'll beat you up. So, is everybody here in Buffalo to see WCW? Or is everybody here in Buffalo to see the... Survey says one more for the good guys. By the way, we, uh, I think I've told you this, but Eric is going to be spending Mr. Bischoff rather is going to be spending several weeks in Florida, uh, in December. And I guess the first part of the new year to be with his, uh, his family down there. Mm. Uh, he did that last year, had a blast. They decided, Hey, you know what? We're going to do it again. So they're going to load up the fam. He and Mrs. B and, and their pup and they head that way mm-hmm. and spend a, an extended amount of time. Anyway, I'm saying all that to say, because of that, we had to get ahead on 83 weeks mm-hmm. and we covered some not so great times for WCW. We covered Starcade 99 covered Starcade 2000. And in one of those shows, oh, here she is. Mm. I'll title that. Not kidding, buddy. Um, we covered heels and baby faces. And I fucking obliterated Eric Bischoff about what we just saw. And I think it's so good that you should go out. You, Tony Schiavone 
should go out of your way to listen to it because Eric was critical of something that was happening in WCW when he wasn't booking about clearly defined heels and baby faces. And I argued that that was an old school way of doing wrestling. It was outdated. And now there were more shades of gray and that phrase set him off and he went on a rant. Then I dug my heels in and pointed to what we just saw in a major way. And the result was a pissing and shouting match that I think you personally would enjoy. Okay. By the way, how about that goof who brought in a cardboard cutout of the undertaker and just wanted to make sure he got it on camera. So you guys had to work real hard to shoot around it. Well, somebody had put up a picture of Vince and somebody had put up a picture of Jim Ross. Uh, we had seen that earlier. And so I think they were plants. We should also mention, um, Messer would write of this show that it set the all time city gate record. So not just for WCW, but apparently for the WWF, they've never drawn as much money for wrestling here as they did for this particular show. Did he have a number? Yeah. Hmm. And Scott Hall was a great worker, buddy. God, both of these guys do. These are big stars oh, yeah. here. Sure. They are. They're, they're major stars. I want to ask you about something that was in the newsletter that me and you haven't talked about before uh, had, during this era or recently in this era. Okay. I'm not going to, I know what I can't ask you currently. Come on. Okay. Referee Scott Dickinson, who was taken off the road in order to lose 25 pounds after Scott Hall picked up his shirt and unveiled his belly on nitro has dropped 18 and should be back at work in early 1998. We have had some fun at Scott's expense. He's on Twitter. He's a nice guy. I did a great job as a referee. I've often lovingly referred to him as sling blade. I understand he hates me now as a result. That's fine. But what the fuck dude, order him to lose 25 pounds and then humiliate him, show his belly. And then, Hey, go home. You can't work again until you lose some weight. That's kind of shit. Isn't it? Well, uh, I think you're on the wrong podcast to be asking that question. Aren't you? I'm asking your opinion. What about 83 weeks? No, we're, we're going to cover that for sure. But I okay. guess my point is here you are fucking going back for second helpings at Thanksgiving and we're motherfucking the referee. Yeah. Bullshit. I agree. Bullshit. But it's Eric Bischoff's way. I mean, he blamed you for the failing ratings and said that yeah. if you would drop weight. People, more people would watch the show. Mm -hmm. How much weight have you gained? What? How much weight have you gained? Fuck. I gotta go take a shit. Eric. A little less than a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> what? Did he go somewhere? You mean I've got to do this by myself? <sighs> Close line one, two. What do you mean? You got to do this by yourself. You said you'd be back in a minute. Oh, not me. Thought you meant okay. <laughs> Thought you said you had to go somewhere. You said Eric was telling you you had. You said I'm gonna go take a shit. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm freestyled that you said be back in a minute. I'll weigh less uh, when I come back. Oh, gotcha. Jesus. I thought you said I. I thought you said you had to go piss or something. You're a slow either. fella. By the way, it was also reported here Kevin Sullivan will be getting married at the end of the month. Mm. Did you ever meet Kevin's second, his next wife after Nancy? No, never did. Really? Yeah. I think he did a good job of keeping her away from the business. 
probably. I didn't think she, I didn't think he actually got married until 2006. Hmm. Maybe that was just the rumor and innuendo. That's probably what that was. You know, I mean, you, you didn't, did you take everything you read in the dirt sheets back then as gospel? No, of course not. Yeah. But you shouldn't have. No. Okay. I probably did back then, but I don't anymore. Right. Right. Now I've learned to know better. Right. By the way, that's not a slide on anybody. It's just sometimes, you know, you're, it's a whisper campaign. So you don't ever get all the details unless you're actually there. Well, you know what? I mean, the whisper campaign has now bled into major media now. Oh, for sure. It has. I mean, the, 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 no, no, no. Let's just tag out. I know where this is going. No, I'm not going anywhere with, I'm just, I'm just going to say the stuff that Dave Meltzer, we used to report on, which was rumor and innuendo and not necessarily the truth is a lot of what goes on because of the internet. Now it's a big, I mean, the internet rules news now, right? Right. It's, it's not about if you're accurate anymore. It's about if you're out for, if you're first, if you're because the, the news cycle is 24 is 24 hours. Now, if you come out with it first. I mean, God, you you see things now on the internet, news stories that are so poorly written and not even proofread that would have never happened years ago, but let's get it out first. First is, is what's most important now. That's right. And that's why all the world has changed. So I'm not, I'm not making a political statement about yeah, yeah. right. Fake news, all that shit and bullshit. No, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Let uh, me ask but, you this though. This was in the newsletter in regard to last week's lead story. There's been a lot of talk within WCW as to the 1998 plans. And as best I can tell at press time, nothing is etched in stone. If Larry Zabisco wins, it'll be WCW on Monday and the NWO on Thursday. And if Bischoff wins, it'll be the opposite. If Zabisco wins, he gets a match with Scott Hall. It's sold out. And they're going to have a ma- that match regardless of who wins. As far as the Starcade lineup, it'll be a nine match show, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the deal though. We know that ultimately that didn't happen. But there was at least once upon a time, according to the rumor and innuendo plans for there to be a WCW show and a NWO show with the thinking here that the NWO brand was actually hotter than the WCW brand. So let's keep NWO on Monday, which is crazy to think it would have been NWO Monday nitro. Mm -hmm. And then on thunder, we would, we would call it WCW Thursday thunder. Yeah. In hindsight. How big of a mistake would that have been? Oh my God. It'd have been, it'd have been terrible. That's kind of why they brought, uh, originally why they brought Ted DiBiase in to be the color guy on an NWO show. And he was a color guy on remember sold out, I believe. And yeah, well, that at this been. point he had been in the promotion for more, more than a year. So that had been talked about since oh. the fall yeah. of 96. Oh, that was talked about. That was talked about when the NWO first started. Absolutely. It was when Hall and Nash first came around. I don't know if it had any legs, maybe by 97, it really had some legs, but how cool is it to know in hindsight that what these guys lives are going to do that, you know, their real life situation. And now here we are seeing them main event in nitro. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. That is cool. It is cool. And there's uh, Arn Anderson's friend, the referee. Yeah. Pee wee. Well, he he was Arn Anderson's friend. I I, I think they dropped out of friendship uh, later, before Pee wee actually you know passed on. What happened? Was there Rome heat? <sighs> hot, 
hot guy heat, attractive guy heat. Probably was Rome heat. Good looking guy heat. Watch out. Here we go. All right. You know what? I think we might need to track some of this. Yeah, here we go. It's a big we'll, angle time. We'll wait. We'll wait just a minute. We see the NWO coming down. Mr. Yeah. Perfect's out first. Mike yeah. Jones just got a stunner. I'm sorry. Diamond cutter. Norton's getting some licks in. Oh, here comes Bish. I love the camera angle where it goes Batman style. Yeah. Good stuff. This was sort of par for course in 97. We're going to end the show with an NWO beat down. The crowd's conditioned for it. You see the trash piling in razor's edge. Sorry. Outsider's edge. Bam. <laughs> down goes Dallas. Bischoff's but, got the big gold belt. But remember we have conditioned now the fans that sting has arrived twice. Yes. So they're ready for the inevitable. They hope. All right. You know what? Let's track it. As magnificent of an athlete as he is. What is this? Sting? Oh, oh wait, no. We're not fooled this time, guys. That's another Sting mannequin. That's another Sting dummy. Along with the NWO dummies in the ring. I don't think smiling like this at Starkey. Oh, what a dummy! <laughs> What can you say, Hollywood? Well, you know, everybody in Buffalo and around the world knows that when you're with the NWO, you're with us for life. (laughs) What a dummy. And everybody also knows that your hero... Sting is a coward that your hero won't come out of hiding that for weeks after weeks after weeks I've been here to put the NWO title on the line and oh yeah my arms scare him off my triceps scare him off and the whole mystique of Hollywood Hogan ruling wrestling Making wrestling what it is today is just a little too much for a dummy like him to handle. This man was the clear-cut winner tonight, like everybody else in the NWO. And my biggest concern is February, brother, when I have to wrestle her, because we know that dummy is scared to death to face us, brother. Kurt Henning. Get that dummy out of his hole. I want to slap him around a little bit. Get him out of there. Yeah, well, this is this is a sick show. This is an absolute sick show. Oh, here we go again! Eight guys to beat up a mannequin. Yeah, this is proving nothing. Proving absolutely nothing. Come on, you dummy. That dummy's calling your name, my friend. You know, this is the best thing that could ever happen. Is all our NWO fans, brother, to see that Stinger was afraid of me, that he wasn't in the type of shape that Hollywood's in, that he's not the icon that I am, that he didn't make wrestling, that all he did was hide in the WCW his whole career, that he never sold out arena after arena like I did. So, you know what? 
This is the best thing that could happen. The people should wait for me and Scott Hall to get it on because this Sting thing would have just been a disappointment. Look at that. You know, <laughs> I think I'm going to wipe that dumb look off his face. I don't know who they're trying to entertain here, but it's certainly not us. That's the way the show goes off the air. What'd you think? Well, you know what? It wasn't as big a pop as I thought it would be when he was revealed. It felt like Hogan was stalling a little too long. The timing may have been off a little bit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And of course, you know, we look at it now differently, I guess, or we're more critical now looking back at it, but I, I can also tell you this. It's very, very difficult when you want to end hot like that on a live show to get the timing perfectly. Right. So I'm, I'm watching this thinking, man, they're trying to get this timing exactly right. And it's going to be very difficult to do. So I, I, I get it, but I, I thought when the, the mask came off that maybe they would have a bigger pop, but we didn't. And, uh, and I also got to thinking, man, how's he going to fight him with that, uh, with that rope attached or that bungee attached and was able to do it. And, but anyway, it's, uh, it, it was all leading up to, you know, our, our, biggest night you know without question yeah and don't forget next week we've got another big show coming your way it's the go home edition of nitro from 1998 uh this is where they kill the golden goose and don't forget you get all these shows early and ad free including video over at adfreeshows.com and of course uh the dreaded bruce pritchard i mean the bruce mitchell i mean eh, probably wouldn't want to watch it anyway and don't forget next year, we're covering Tony's favorite year in wrestling, 1983, yes. uh, six, 1986. And, yes. uh, if you've got any suggestions for the show, we want to hear them. Please send them to us at stinger on Twitter. Uh, until no. next time he no. is no, 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 What? Please send them to us at PO box 60 Atlanta, GA three Oh, three Oh three. Yeah. Listen, we've had a lot of fun. Appreciate all of your support guys. Uh, really fired up about a really fun month here. I love WCW in December. We're getting to the really big shows next week will be no exception. WCW is at a fever pitch as crazy as it was in 97. It felt like in 98, it was certainly the biggest year WCW ever had. And we're headed to their biggest show with an undefeated streak and the world title on the line. Lots to unpack. We'll do it next week right here. But as for now, Tony. It feels like it's about that time. Lights are flickering in the arena, my God. And the lights come back on. And from the Raptors, it's, it's Stinger. Bullshit. We're just me out of time. 
See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Westwood One. But Mondays, we come to you on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And who could forget? Adfreeshows.com. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what What did I just say? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista's available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's I hate Stevensinger.com. This week, a lot of us are going to get our holiday shopping start. Well, why don't you treat yourself to the ultimate wrestling gift this holiday season? Starting midnight Thursday through this Monday, you can sign up for a full year's membership to adfreeshows.com at a 10% discount. Plus, get an exclusive comic book of your favorite superhero podcast host. This comic book can't be bought anywhere else. The only way to get it is to become an annual member of adfreeshows.com this weekend. Sign up or upgrade this weekend at adfreeshows.com.